what is up everyone welcome back to walking with the king podcast i'm your host Teresa king and welcome to another episode what's going on guys it's been a while i mean yeah we started season three last week but um you know what this is my first time that i'm actually able to sit down and talk to you guys and i'm honestly so excited for it you have no idea um quick update it's officially summer i have already finished all of my um classes all of my finals i got all a's amen in jesus name (laughs) and um yeah summer's finally here which is like the perfect time to do um another season of this podcast perfect timing i know right (laughs) um also another thing we I got a promotion. Yeah, I am actually now the editor-in-chief for the publication that I work in. Hallelujah, all the glory goes to God. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be starting pretty soon with that position. But like it was a lot to, you know, just kind of come into a new role and kind of step away from my current role. But you know what? God has a plan. God is so good. He is faithful. So I know that this position that he has me in is for a reason. But um, another thing I know I have mentioned, you know, last season, the season before that, that we have been in the process of fostering a child and God is just so good. We are almost there. We're almost at the end. Um, In Jesus name, we will be licensed by the end of May hallelujah and that would mean that we will be receiving a placement by the end of may or in june please pray for us (laughs) it is an emotional roller coaster and i know this is just the beginning of the roller coaster i know that we will have a lot more to do in the future and um you know i just know that god is faithful he is never he has never abandoned us he will continue to be by our side the whole entire time that we are foster parents so i just know that he is going to do what he is meant to do you know and that's um to stay faithful he is forever faithful and i know that the calling that he put us with the foster care is only gonna is only going to glorify him so um I'm so excited for that, but keep us in prayers. I know it's going to be, um, a lot, a lot coming up. A lot of, uh, changes are going to be coming up. So yeah, just keep us in prayers for that. But yeah, um, I'm going to quit, wa- I'm going to quit rambling just a little bit. So we're going to get into our topic today. Um, this has been sitting on my heart since last season and honestly, you know, because of last season was cut too short. Um, this was supposed to be an episode for last season and it's still been on my heart and, you know, God just is just telling me to continue it, you know, say this message. Um, someone out there needs to hear this message. I may need to hear this message myself, but we're going to be talking about Jesus. I mean, we always talk about Jesus, but (laughs) we're going to be talking about how we need to be quick to talk about Jesus. And um, 
You know, that's one thing I really do struggle with is when is the right time to talk about Jesus? And I guess the answer for that is always. <laughs> it's always the right time to talk about Jesus. Of course, um, there's a lot of people who um, don't understand what we mean when we talk about Jesus. A lot of people don't know Jesus and they have this uh, false image of what they think jesus is you know so um one thing that i've said multiple times this past few months and um is going to continue to be like a main like point of discussion for this whole podcast is that i may be the only person that someone in my life is going to be connected to jesus i may the i may be the only person that they may see jesus in And that's the thing, like we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're supposed to love everybody the way Jesus loves them. But at the same time, God is very graceful and God is very truthful. And, you know, we see that in Jesus. We see that in the Gospels. Right now I'm reading the whole Gospels in chronological order. And it has been amazing. I finally found, um like a study material to what like it was not necessarily a study material more like a way of studying like a form of studying like the way I read my bible now has been so beneficial and I have actually memorized scriptures like I I'm really good at memorizing scriptures now and I really do believe it's because of the way I've been you know reading my bible the way I've been studying my bible but um We see all of this in Jesus. We see his love, his character. We see God's character in Jesus. And um, the thing is, is that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're sanctified by the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is in us. And because of that, we are called to be more like Jesus. Of course, Jesus is perfect (laughs) and we're not but we are called to be like Jesus. And, you know, going back to that saying, like you may be the only person that this person in your life is going to encounter Jesus. What light do you want to give with Jesus? Like for Jesus, you know what I mean? So like, for example, um, a lot of people think Christians are bad people. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out in the world that claim to be a christian but keep um throwing hate throwing um stuff that isn't of god and at the end of the day we're all human we're all going to make mistakes we're all sinners so we can't necessarily take a person's actions and say oh they're a bad christian they could just be having a bad day (laughs) at the end of the day um they could have like a, a false um, ideology when it comes to Christianity. So um, I feel like that's one of the main reasons why we have like a quote unquote negative stigma when it comes to, you know, being a Christian. And um, one thing that I really try to do is really make sure that the personality that I am like that I have currently 
is similar to the same characteristics of Jesus. And, um, you know, a lot of that is love and grace, but a lot of that is truth as well. And, um, you know, it just comes to the point where at the end of the day, what we're called to do is to share the gospel. And I'm going to go into that a little bit more, but you know, one thing that I have noticed is that the negative stigma between a Christian and a non-Christian are just so vital. Like they're so important for our culture because this is, we, I don't know if you know this, but Jesus is coming back like soon. And we see that not only in the gospels but in the book of revelation like if you read the book of revelation like guys we are literally in the book of revelation like if you haven't given your life to jesus i pray that you do very very soon if not today if not right now because when he does come back he will be taking us with him and us as in his followers you know his disciples his christians his community we are going to go back with Jesus. And unfortunately, the people who don't believe in God are not going to go back with him. And I don't know about y'all, but (laughs) I don't want to be down here when we're in the middle of the tribulation. But all of that to say, we are in a time where it's culture versus Jesus. What do I mean by that? Culture is what we have right now you know um your truth my truth you have your truth but you know my truth is my truth that is not biblical one um everybody wants to do what they want to do they don't want to necessarily follow along with what the bible tells you to do they want to do what they want to do they want to be independent they want to do their own thing and that's what culture is and honestly guys if you really look in, don't look into it, but in the satanic church, you know, the church of Satan, they practice whatever feels good, do it. Whether it's murder, um, rape, uh, stealing, whatever it may be, that's their practice. Whatever feels good, do it. But the thing is, is that just because it feels good doesn't mean that is good for you and Sarah and I talked about this last week in the last episode we need to depend on Jesus that's what we need to do we don't need to do whatever feels good we don't need to be independent we don't need to follow hashtag my truth we need to follow Jesus and in order for us to do that we need to know the gospel we need to know the bible We need to be able to know Jesus in order for us to be like Jesus. So I guess the question I really want to ponder on right now is, are you living your life for Jesus or are you just going through what culture is telling you to do? And I mean, this is the point of the podcast, you know, is to um, live a life with King Jesus. And one of the main things is that people tend to forget me I'm people, by the way, (laughs) is that we also need to talk about Jesus. We're meant to share the gospel. Jesus died for our sins and that we have internal life. That is what we are called to do as Christians is spread the good news. 
in Mark 13, verse 10, it says, and the gospel must be preached to all nations. And that isn't read. That is what God wants us to do. And honestly, like this is, you know, one of the main reasons why God has given us the Holy Spirit is so we could be able to speak to people through the Holy Spirit. I think it's right after, I think it's Mark 13, verse 11, where it says, like, if you don't know what to say, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit's got you. Just allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that we need to do is be quick to talk about Jesus. And I feel like sometimes we forget about that as Christians. We forget we need to talk about him. You know, a lot of people think, you know, I'll just live for Jesus. I'll go to church. I'll do what I got to do. I'll read my Bible. But my friend over there, yeah, they don't, they don't like him. So I'm never going to speak about him. No, don't do that. Like that just means that you hate your friend. If they don't know Jesus, show them Jesus through your actions, through your, um, through your persona, like whatever you do, let it mirror who Jesus is. And that way, one day, I promise you, this will happen. They will come up to you and be like, you know, about that Jesus guy, like what, what, what's so special about him? Then boom, talk about Jesus, be able to share the good news. I'm just so blessed about that because I was able to invite one of my friends to church this past weekend. And, you know, she is a Catholic and, um, she loved it. She loved my church. And I'm so grateful for that because she didn't know that Jesus had brothers. Like she didn't know that Jesus has siblings. She said that she's been in the Catholic church her whole entire life. And she never knew that they never spoke about it. And I'm not saying anything negative about Catholicism. I'm totally not. But when it comes to religion versus, you know, going through the Bible, Religion likes to pick and choose what they want to do, but the Bible stays the same. The Bible is forever. Um, so that's one thing that, you know, I'm a- I was able to do is like, I continue to talk about Jesus. I continue talking about my experience at church. I continue to talk about why Jesus means so much to me. I, <laughs> my whole uniform right now is all shirts from my church <laughs> so um I'm like a walking billboard for community bible church I really am <laughs> but the thing is is that it gets people talking you know it gets people looking at my shirt and being like hmm like what what's what is that like what's your church like and that's just so awesome to me you know what I mean um but yeah like we need to spread the gospel to everywhere we everywhere we go Um, A lot of people, you know, are bold and they go up to people and they just start preaching the gospel. And I give them so much for that. Maybe one day I'll do that. But as of right now, that's not my calling. That's not my anointing. We all have a different anointing. And I'll honestly get into that later, probably later in the season. But, you know, we are going to be in the Bible today. I would love for you to go in the Bible with me if you are currently driving or you are at work wherever you're at and you can't grab your Bible no worries it's okay I'll be reading it to you but we are gonna go 
through the Bible today. We're going to talk about the Bible. We're going to read a lot of scriptures today and see what exactly it means to be quick to talk about Jesus. Um, but yeah, if you would like to open up your Bibles with me, our first scripture we're going to be reading is John chapter 1, verse 40 through 42. Um, actually, it might be a little bit more than 40. It might be like 36, 35. I'm not too sure. But we're going to be in that text real quick. So it says the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, you replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Peter. The one thing that I love is when Andrew saw and realized, like, wow, this is God in human form. Like, this is the Messiah. I need to tell my brother. Like, he said, it says right here, um, where is it, where is it, where is it? The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon to tell him, like, we found the Messiah. That was the first thing he did. Like, he spent the whole day with Jesus and just got to be in his presence, experience him and all of his righteousness. And the first thing he said was like, I need to tell my brother. I need need to show Peter this or Simon this. And he said, oh, Peter, but whatever. He was so quick to talk about Jesus to his brother. And not only did he brought his brother to see Jesus, but Jesus blessed him and renamed him as Peter. Because Andrew was so quick to talk about Jesus, him and Peter now became disciples and ended up following Jesus and still preach his name after he passed away. And I mean, Jesus didn't necessarily pass away. He's still alive. But you know what I mean. Before he was on the cross. Andrew and Peter continued to preach the gospel is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, Andrew did that for his brother. He brought him to Christ. And because of Andrew, Simon, Simon Peter was able to be who he is and who we know him as and that's just because you know Andrew was quick to to talk about Jesus um later in the scripture we're gonna go to 43 to 51 it said the next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee finding Philip he said to him follow me Philip like Andrew and Peter was in the town of Bethsaida probably butchered that by the way but whatever (laughs) philip found nathaniel and told him we have found the one who moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote jesus of nazareth he's the son of joseph nazareth (laughs) can anything good come from there nathaniel asked come and see said philip 
When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believed because I told you you were under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Now, again, the beauty of this, Philip saw Jesus in all his glory and all his amazingness and decided to tell his friend Nathaniel. And I just love the part where what Philip said, like, come and see. And for those of y'all who love the chosen like me, <laughs> that is like one of their main like catchphrases or main saying. And honestly, as I read through the Gospels, you know, like I said earlier, like I'm reading the Gospels right now. That's a lot of like the main saying that they say. And like, you know, come and see, like, come and see Jesus for yourself. And, um, you know, whenever you see Jesus for yourself, like, you know, Jesus is so mighty and so powerful that you just end up falling for him. And, uh, side note, I feel like every time I, I talk about Jesus, someone's like oh jesus blah, blah, whatever you know they're going against what jesus is and and you know you could tell them like why don't you like jesus oh i read the bible and he doesn't sound like a good guy i'm like bro did you read the bible did you read the same book that i did like <laughs> like if you come to see jesus if you come to jesus fully prepared for what you want to expect from him like jesus is god he is and that's like one of the main things that you know philip and andrew did was they went to go find their friend or brother and they wanted to show jesus themselves like look at look at who this man is and i tell you like immediately like as soon as they saw him they immediately came to Christ. They immediately followed Jesus. They immediately came and surrendered their lives to him. And, you know, they ended up becoming disciples, which is amazing. And, you know, one thing I love to do, like, tell everyone, come and see Jesus yourself. Come and see who this man is himself. Like, one of the things I tell the students in the landing is like, hey, since you're here, because a lot of these kids, they, they don't want to be there, right? But when I tell them, like, since you're here, might as well ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Like, of course, you don't need to be at a church or at a um, ministry to for Jesus to reveal himself. No, you could be right here where you're at and be like, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. And he will show you the pretty much the same thing is like, come and see Jesus for yourself. Like ask God to reveal himself to you. Like be open to the idea that Jesus is who he says he is. And, you know, because, you know, we are going to be quick to speak about Jesus. 
it could save one of our friends lives it could save our family members lives it could save someone we know in passing it could save their life and we hear these stories all the time you know where people are just going through their day and hey man do you know about jesus nah 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 well jesus loves you google's later who is jesus christ you know it there's just so many possibilities to like how jesus can present himself to other people and that's the beauty is that jesus could do that (laughs) you know what i mean but we need to be the hands and feet of jesus if god is calling you to do something and telling a friend you know this one little saying do it god needs you god needs us to well he doesn't need us but he wants to use you is what i'm saying and i just pray that you allow him to use you like you let yourself use you so yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna go down to john 4 1 through 30 be prepared this is going to be a long one so john 4 1 through 30 now when jesus knew that the pharisees had heard that he was winning and baptizing more disciples than john although jesus himself was not baptizing but his disciples were he left judea and set out once more for galilee he had to pass through samaria now he came to a samarian town called sagar i think that's how you pronounce it (laughs) near the plot of the land that jacob had given his son joseph jacob's well was there so jesus since he was tired from his journey (laughs) sat right down beside the well it was around noon the samaritan woman came to draw water jesus said to her give me some water to drink for his disciples had gone off into the town to buy supplies for the samaritan woman said to him how can you a jew ask me a samaritan woman for water to drink for jews use nothing in common with samaritans Jesus answered her, If you had known the gift of God and who it is who said to you, Give me some water to drink, would you have asked him and would you have given your living water? Sir, the woman said to him, You have no bucket and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? Surely not greater than our ancestor Jacob, are you? For he had given us as well to drink it himself, along with his sons and his livestock. Jesus replied, Everyone who drinks some of this water will be thirsty again. But the water that I will give to him will be in a fountain of water springs up from eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I will never be thirsty or have come here to draw water. He said to her, go call your husband and come back here. Then the woman replied, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, right. You are when you said, I have no husband, for you have five husbands. And the man you are living with right now is not your husband. This you said truthfully. The woman said, sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain and you and your people say that the place where people must worship is in jerusalem 
Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on the mountain or in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not know. We worship what we know because salvation is for, from the Jews. But a time is coming and now is here where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks people to be his worshipers. God is spirit and the people who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, the one that's called Christ. Whenever he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Now at that very moment, his disciples came back and they were shocked that he was speaking with a woman. However, no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking to her? Then the woman left her water jar and went to town to tell the people, come and see a man who told me everything that I did. Surely he can't be the Messiah, can he? So they left the town and began coming to him. Okay, so that was a long scripture and that was kind of jippy, but you know, we got what we got. So when I was reading this in the gospels, like the chronological gospels, like I was telling you about, I did a deep dive on this and, you know, I'm not too sure if you know, but Samaritans and Jewish, they never got along. They, um, believe they had a war and it just ended up to where they had like this lifelong rivalry, right? So the fact that Jesus spoke to a Samaritan in general just kind of proves that Jesus is not only for the Jews, but he's for everybody, including the Gentiles and including the people that the Jews really did not like. So that's one thing. Another thing is that when Jesus, I'm kind of giving you like a little backstory, but when Jesus was saying, you know, go get your husband and I'll continue to talk to to you he was saying that out of respect towards her so in that time you know women were property and he as Jesus as God he still respected the law and he told her like you know this pretty much like this conversation is is a little bit longer than I expected like you should go get your your husband and let's talk this out but he knew, you know, obviously he said it like, yeah, you're right. You don't have a husband. You have five, you know, but that was one of the things that would really suck out to me is like the history behind it. And the reason why, you know, Jesus said what he said. Now the story is probably one of my favorites. It has a lot of context going on, obviously. But however, the main thing I love about this is that the Samaritan woman said, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Hate to break it to you guys, but <laughs> Jesus knows well everything that we did. You know, through the Holy Spirit. Like, Jesus knows everything. He knows when we've sinned. He knows when we are struggling. He knows when we're sad. He knows when we're mad. He knows everything. And the fact is, is like, she was like, whoa, like this man told me everything. He is the Messiah. Only this man could be the Messiah. And that's like one of the main things I love is that 
he didn't have to do like a miracle you know like a lot of these people in the gospel they wanted him to do they wanted him to do a miracle in order for him to prove that he was the son of god but she was like whoa like this 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 jesus person knows everything about me he's the messiah and that's one thing i really love about it um first thessalonians 1 4 to 5 it says we know brothers and sisters loved by god that he has chosen you and that our gospel does not come to merely in words but in power and in the holy spirit and with deep conviction surely you recall the character we display when we come among you to help you but because we get conviction from the holy spirit we are wanting to show everyone what jesus could do so like the samaritan woman she kept saying like surely he can't be the messiah can he she was so quick to talk about jesus that she left her water jug there guys like she wanted to literally talk about jesus she dropped everything that she was doing like like it was around noon we know that from the scripture oh jesus himself was tired i mean he was human but jesus himself was tired like yeah like it was probably a very hot day you know she was probably i mean usually the wells were miles and miles away from um you know the villages so she had walked a long way to get the water and then she didn't even get the water she was like i'm gonna go tell my friends about you and she did she went out and she spoke about jesus and she talked about jesus she even told the the disciples she didn't know that they were his disciples she was just like hey this guy he knows everything i did surely he can't be the messiah can he like um but that's just one thing i love about it is like she was probably hated you know the chosen does a really good job in portraying this this uh, message she was probably really well hated because she was a samaritan woman not only that she was married five times and you know that's considered adultery so and she was committing adultery like she like jesus just said like the person that you're living with right now is not your husband so like she was in the middle of adultery a samaritan woman a woman in general yeah she probably wasn't well liked but she was so quick to leave everything that she was doing to go speak about jesus and that's the beauty of it we need to be okay to step away from the things that we love or we're doing in general to go talk about jesus to go and follow jesus and one of the main stories other than the samaritan woman that i love i love the story of matthew when he got called to be a disciple and to follow jesus because he did the exact same thing so we're going to matthew 9 verse 9 as jesus went on from there he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax uh, tax booth follow me he said and he got up and followed him like like okay i don't know if most of y'all know tax collectors were like the bad guys like they were so bad like they weren't even identified as sinners like along through the gospel it kept saying like the tax collectors and sinners 
like Jesus ate with the sinners and the tax collectors. Like they were so bad that they had their own like genre. Like they weren't even considered sinners. Like they had their own name. So like back then taxes were pretty bad. Like the Roman, I believe him could be wrong, but somewhere around there they were being charged like 80% of taxes like the roman empire was so the fact that the tax collectors were actual jews like a lot of the jews believes like they're you're ripping off your people pretty much so um that's like one of the main things why everybody hated the tax collectors because they were traitors so that's one thing i love about matthew like they're rich tax collectors were rich obviously they betrayed everything for the like every, yeah they betrayed the jews they betrayed their own people for money you know they were wealthy they had the money they had the, the house they had the clothes they were able to live a comfortable life and you know matthew was like okay i'll follow you jesus you look cool like um i'm pretty sure like matthew already have heard of jesus he's probably seen jesus speak i mean like going back to the chosen like i just love the chosen because they go into like detail like first thing the chosen is dramatized yes is based off a biblical context but that you also need to remind yourself that this isn't the bible you need to read the bible yourself like i love that like i love that they're so adamant on like people reading the gospel before they even watch the chosen and i mean i feel like that's the point like you're supposed to know the gospels before you see the chosen because you get to appreciate it you get to see what the backstories may be for the disciples because i mean all we have is the biblical text and of course like the historical text but they were able to dramatize it and be like, oh, that could have happened. You know, life happens like that could have happened to them. And they're still following Jesus. So anyways, I just love the fact that Matthew got up and followed him. Like he didn't hesitate to leave his wealth. He didn't hesitate to leave his job. He didn't hesitate to leave his house. He didn't hesitate to leave his money. He saw Jesus and Jesus said, follow me. And he was like, okay, I got you. I'm right behind you. And, and honestly, he was probably well hated. Like they show that in the chosen, like he was probably well hated by the other disciples because he was a tax collector, but Jesus still loved him. You know, he still wanted him a part of his ministry. And, you know, Matthew wrote the first book of the Gospels, which is awesome. But that just shows you, like, we need to be okay of leaving things of this world if it means that we need to follow Jesus. And, you know, one of the things for me personally that I had to leave behind was I actually had to leave a couple things behind. I had to leave um, my friends a lot of my friends were really toxic. They were really for the world. Um, I mean, like everybody in my wedding party, I probably talked to maybe one person and that's my sister-in-law. I have a couple of them that are on social media, but I don't talk to them anymore because I'm not the same person. You know what I mean? Um, another thing I had to leave was my career. I was 
a server slash bartender and of course obviously I got sober so I can't be a bartender anymore I had to leave that part of my life like I had to be okay on leaving my tax booth I had to leave everything in order to follow Jesus and to be honest like that's the main point we are not supposed to be the same person as we once were when we give our life to God we're not supposed to continue doing the worldly things such as partying sleeping around having premarital sex um we're not supposed to be living that lifestyle anymore God calls us to do so much more we're not a part of this world we never were like that's like the main thing like I don't know I if y'all know this like this brand the saying is called not of this world it was very popular in like the the early 2000s but it was one of the main things that people love like I kept seeing I keep seeing the logo in my head but there was this a logo that literally said like not of this world and it's just proof like we're not of this world we're not supposed to be the person that society wants us to be that culture wants us to be we're supposed to be the person that God wants us to be and in order for us to be who God has called us to be we need to be okay to leave our world we need to be okay to leave our tax booth leave the life behind in order to follow Jesus and once we have done that we get to share about Jesus we need we we get to talk about Jesus and you know I just love that in first John chapter 5 verses 1 through 5 it says everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the father loves his child as well this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments in fact this is the love for God to keep his commandments and his commandments are not a burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith who is that overcomes the world only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God we are not meant for this world we are not meant to stay here on earth our our life is in heaven our internal life is in heaven and that's the main thing about you know the gospels in general like we need to be okay with leaving that life behind we need to be okay on not being very well liked in work or school or wherever like we need to be okay with that you know what i mean and um one of the main things is like i've experienced it i've been through it yeah (laughs) like um be real with y'all like this whole season i've kind of been going through a spiritual warfare which is another reason why i left season two the way i left season two is because i needed time to reconnect with the father i needed time to reconnect with my faith i needed time to reconnect with myself you know um i was the only christian in my office at work this whole year 
and it's cool because I since I got a promotion I did new hiring and I hired you know my friend that came to church with me who's a Catholic you know so I'm able to have another Christian in the office and um that's that's really comforting for me because I'm able to share my faith to people and I mean I've I've always shared my faith I always talked about Jesus but every time I talked about Jesus I always get like the awkward faces like why are you talking about him like he wasn't a part of the the subject like what is going on and usually that was like them wanting to fully change the subject and for me to stop talking about Jesus and it, it got to a point where I got a lot of slight remarks about my faith and the way I present myself like my personality was questioned about um who I am as a person and not saying like that hurt my feelings but yeah it really did hurt my feelings because of course like that's the human nature like oh my gosh like am I good enough for these people and then I have to remind myself like I'm not called to be pleasing men I'm called to be pleasing God and even though we don't need to please God we still want to obey God we still want to be able to share our faith and you know, to deny our faith to people is a sin. Jesus said it himself, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Like, I don't want that. If you're going to hate me because I love Jesus, like, so be it. Like, guys, I'm not even kidding. Like, it got to a point where I literally have Jesus freak on my wallpaper in my office. Like, I don't care what you think. I'm a Jesus freak. If you want to make fun of me, by all means, I'm a Jesus freak. Like, I love Jesus, and there's nothing that you're going to do to stop me. And the cool thing is, is, like, throughout the year, I I saw people, even though they were still ridiculing me, a lot of them were talking, like, hey, like, how do you pray? I need to pray more. How do you do that? Or, hey, like, I went to this, this church, and they're talking about this topic, and, you know, I was a little confused on it. Can you help me out? yeah like yes I'll do it you know what I mean and like it's really cool because like I was able to do that like how I said in the beginning I like you made it be the closest thing to Jesus that they have and I pray that I am you know I'm able to show the love of Jesus through me I'm able to show people like you know Jesus loves you even though what you're going through, whatever your sin is, whatever your hurt is, whatever your habit is, whatever it is, like Jesus loves you and he does. And that's the beauty in it. Like God is just so loving, so graceful and so merciful. Like he loves us. But at the same time, we're called to leave this world. And that's the truth. (laughs) We are not called to be of this world. We're supposed to be different you know what i mean one of the main things is that like non-believers expect you to be like the perfect christian and that everything must be imperfect like once you give your life oh everything's perfect like no no it's not it's not what god has called us to do he does call us to be the hands of faith of jesus but at the end of the day we can't be jesus we're not jesus because jesus is jesus like jesus is perfect i will never be perfect we're called to be we're called to sin less, not be sinless. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be who God wants us to be. 
you know, which is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, show the love to the show the love of Jesus to other people. And by doing that, we need to be quick to speak about Jesus. But Teresa, what if they hate me? What if I don't fit in? What if they make fun of me? I got this scripture for you. And I want you to ponder it. I want you to meditate on it. And I really want you to allow God to speak through you, speak to you through this scripture. And I use it all the time. And it's John 15, verse 18 and 19. If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me first. If you belong to the world and the world will, the world will love you as its own. However, because you do not belong to this world, but I choose you out of this world is the reason the world hates you. You know, and like, that's one of the main things like I shared a little bit about it in this last episode with Sarah, you know, like I got ridiculed at my business trip a lot of people like I felt really hit by a demonic presence like you know like I really did feel hated and of course going back to that human nature we want to be loved we want to be liked but that's not what God wants us that's not what God is calling us to do we're not called to be loved we're not called to be liked we're called to be loved by God And by doing that, like we give our lives to him and then we share the gospel and going back into the circle of we got to be quick to speak about Jesus. And if people hate you for it, who cares? They're not going to be in your life for so much longer. People are in your life for a reason or a season. And it may be to build up your character or be in your life forever. Or to kind of push your faith a little bit. Some, God does test our faith a lot of the time. So he's testing mine a lot. But it's okay if the world hates you. Because Jesus loves you. And if Jesus loves you, that's all you need, don't you? And one thing I love is from the Beatitudes, um, from the Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew 5 verses 11 through 12 it says blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven for they will be persecuted the prophets before you in the same way your reward in heaven will be greater far greater than being recognized by people who don't even care about you and that's facts. You know, we're going to be able to go up in heaven. And Jesus is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And give you the awards. And we get those awards and we cast it back to Jesus. It's going to be beautiful. And to be honest with you, I'd rather be known as a Jesus freak than fit in with a crowd. So. I guess one thing I want to leave leave off with this is be quick to talk about Jesus and don't be afraid to leave something behind. I think that's a main overview of this whole podcast. And um yeah. I think that's all I got. Um God is good, right? <laughs> um If you don't know Jesus, I pray that you are able to experience him for the first time. 
And I pray that you get to feel his goodness because he's amazing. And I would love for you to let me know if you are um, wanting to give your life to God, you gave your life to God, or, you know, you are still struggling with something. Like my DMs are always open at uh, walkingw.thekingpodcasts on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook too. Um, walking with the king podcast always feel free to message me i am more than open on responding to messages from you and answer any questions that you may have but um jesus loves you he really does and the cool thing is is that when you give your life to god you get to speak about jesus and share his goodness um if you're a Christian and you're kind of struggling on whether or not you should talk about Jesus, I pray that you do. And honestly, this whole podcast kind of convicted me as well, because I do need to be quick to speak about Jesus myself. Um, but yeah, God is good. He's amazing. He's loving. So yeah, I think that's all I got guys. (sighs) Well, It is a beautiful evening right now where I'm at. It is almost 11 o'clock at night and I'm kind of getting tired. So (laughs) I'm probably going to get off to bed soon. But follow me on Instagram and Facebook if you don't already. Um, Again, it's walking W dot the king podcast. I have an exciting season for you guys. Like last night I was up to like 2 a.m planning out this whole season and um i'm really excited for it i have amazing people coming i have uh, my testimony coming robert's testimony coming we're gonna get into it this season um i'm working on one more guest hopefully i could get her on in jesus name (laughs) but um yeah it's going to be an exciting season and i would love if you would stick around so make sure to follow me on uh, spotify or apple Podcasts. And also rate this podcast if you really liked it. If you like my podcast, that really does help me a lot. So make sure you um you rate me, then subscribe, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> but um I pray that you are going to be with me next week. I have a special guest. And for those of y'all who follow me on Instagram, y'all already know the topic. So for those of y'all who don't follow me on Instagram, guess you gotta wait till next week. <laughs> Anyways talk to you later guys bye